Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Tailing, a podcast about people for people. Welcome to Tailing, a space where we as millennials talk about the issues that matter to us. We explore the moments in life which moved, challenged, and shaped us into the people we are. We're here to laugh, share, listen, and talk about it all. Everyone, um, welcome back to another session I never know what to say at the start yeah it's like oh but anyways I'm here with a special guest who I met very randomly just you know was eavesdropping as I do and I've heard like a very interesting conversation that she was having with one of her professors and I just walked over to her and asked her if she would like to be on my podcast and here we are do you want to introduce yourself Hi, um, my name's Kate Stevenson. Um, so I'm at Cynthia in Z9 on level four <laughs> randomly. And then I gave out my number and she texted me to be a part of this podcast. And here we are today. <laughs> here we are. So today we're going to be talking about this concept that I talk a lot about with my friends and it's keeping the dream alive and when I say dream, it's just whatever passion or thing that you want to do in life. Have you watched that movie, La La Land? No. I feel like I should be a dancer. Uh, <laughs> I haven't seen it. It's uh, it's really good, but it just always reminds me of La La Land when I say mm. keeping the dream alive because basically, like, the basis of the movie is, like, you know, you've got Emma Stone and, oh, what's his name? It's good looking. Um, um, the one from the Noble. Yeah, yeah. And married to like Eva, Eva Longoria or something. Um, what's his name? Oh my god, this is gonna annoy That's me so much. Bad. Um, I've literally gone mind blank. You're probably listening to this and you're shouting and being like, "It's is it Ryan? Ryan Gosling? Yeah. Yes. Oh my That's god. It. So Emma Stone's dream is to become an actress, and then Ryan's dream is to just own. Um, I shouldn't say just, but is to own a jazz bar and to be able to play jazz for the rest of his life. And when I watched that movie, it really kind of, I don't know, took me aback because I was like, damn, like, but obviously it seems very obvious that everyone has like a different dream and it's like finding that thing that just, I don't know, sparks something within you. But in your words, what do you think like a dream is? Um, definitely what you explained there yeah. is something that sort of ignites your passion that helps you get through everyday life. Mm. Um, and it drives other areas of your life as well. Sort of um, 
drives who you are as a person, what sort of decisions you're making in your life. Yeah, sort of something just, that's just sitting at the back of your head and it's guiding you through life. That's yeah. what I like to think yeah. a dream is. Yeah. And that because there's so many people I feel at this age who don't really know what their dream is mm. or what they want to do. And I always find it hard because, like, obviously maybe for you and I, we've always kind of known what we want to do. Even if we're not doing it per se, like at this instance, we've always known what we're going to do. Yeah. And I always think how to give advice to someone who is struggling to find, I don't know, that dream. Yeah, it's really hard because there's so much anxiety around, like, what's my dream? Like, what do I want to do? What's my passion? And when you've had that dream sort of from when you are really young, it's so hard to tell someone, like, oh, maybe if you do this, maybe if you do that, because it's sort of just always naturally been there for yeah. me. Um, but I honestly think just sort of expanding what you're doing in your life, so trying not to stay in one area, trying to, to try different things. Um mm. Yeah, really getting outside of your comfort zone because you might find something you really enjoy outside of you. <laughs> it's so really hot. Is the aircon on <laughs> or, is it, so. or is it just me? <laughs> I'm literally dying. <laughs> okay, there should be a change. <laughs> that was hilarious. I literally was like trying to stay so engaged, but I was like... I was watching your face and you were just <laughs> dying inside. And guys, right now I'm literally wearing the smallest top ever because I was like, oh my God, it's so hot. And I was still that dying. That already. Yeah. Oh my God. Kate saved the day. <laughs> um, but what were we even talking about? I forgot. Dreams. Dreams. <laughs> um, dreams and how everyone has, oh, how to find your dream. How to find your Yeah. Dream. Because for us, it's always been. Yeah. very natural yeah definitely yeah yeah I agree with you I reckon just like mm. being open and just like trying things out and just I don't know seeing how it goes yeah I like <laughs> I like to follow if you've seen the movie yes man oh I still haven't watched that oh, movie no. I really want to watch it yeah and he has to say yes to everything mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I remember my first year of uni and I said to myself, I'm going to be like, yes, man, I'm going to say yes to every opportunity. Mm. And even though like when the opportunities came up, I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm interested. Like, I don't know if that's going to further me, but I'd still say yes. And just the amount of opportunities and different interests I've found from Mm. saying yes to things. Yeah. Yeah. Like, obviously you've got to be sensible yeah, in what you're saying yeah, yes yeah, to, yeah. <laughs> but just being open to trying new things and things that you might doubt at the beginning, mm. there's always something you're going to learn from. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Well, Kate, what is your dream? <laughs> My dream? Well, I think it may have changed from last time we spoke. Mm, okay. Okay. How about we start with what was your dream when you were in high school? Yeah, dream in high school was definitely to perform in a ballet company. So mm. um, to hopefully like work my way up to one day be a principal dancer in a ballet company. Mm. Um, but even at that age, like I knew that that would be really difficult to achieve. Like, because there's so many factors that come into the dance world, like your body shape, your um, stamina, and if you've had any injuries, like your bony structure, mm. things like that. Um, 
money is a big one, like (laughs) getting to auditions, um, getting the training that you need, like full-time training. So all those sort of things come into account. So I knew it was going to be really difficult because I was from like a rural town in Bundaberg. So Mm. trying to get those opportunities that people may get in the city was really difficult. But Mm. I always had that same dream from when I was about five I think yeah yeah yeah. so did you just do like heaps of little like dance classes like in Bundaberg and then work your way up yeah (laughs) sorry did you just see that screen yeah I was like (laughs) um so I started dancing when I was three my mum put me into class because I was really shy Mm. um so I'd be that sort of kid that would just hide behind their mum when they'd meet people yeah I remember my first concert there's a video of me in a cat costume on stage and I'm just rubbing the palms my hands and my legs to get rid of the sweat because I was so nervous oh that's so cute (laughs) yeah so it was yeah firstly to just help me um feel confident in myself and meet new friends but so this is in Childers, which is an even smaller town than Bundaberg. Yeah. So I grew up there, um, sort of just continued my training. Like once a week I'd go to a ballet class sort mm. of just for fun until um, I was about 12 and then I started travelling to Bundaberg to do dance classes and that's when I knew I was like, this is exactly what I want to do. I want to be in a ballet company. That's when my dream sort of formed, yeah, I'd say when I was about 12. Yeah. Um, and then after high school, I, I used to beg mum, like, please, can I please move away and do full-time while I'm at school? Like, wow. move to Brisbane, do full-time, move to Sydney. But, like, money always came into play. Like, it's yeah. so expensive. And That's a thing. Yeah, it's not like uni where you can put your fees on yeah, hex. <laughs> like, it's all up front. You've got to have that money up front. So, like, I was never able to do that at school, but... I knew after school, like, this is exactly what I want to do. So I moved to Brisbane um, when I was 17 and I started full-time training um, in ballet but unfortunately had injury and that was just, like, the end of my life. I was like, what am I going to do? Yeah. What exactly happened, like, in terms of the injury? Um, Well, we were training, like, eight-hour day, so I was that is exhausted. Insane. How do yeah. you – like, is this five days a week sort of thing? Yeah, five days a week. So what? I think it was a big shock to my system because yeah. I was used to, like, afternoon classes. Mm. So I'd probably dance for, like, I don't know, four hours in the afternoon after school. And I was used to that sort of intensity. And then mm. when I moved to Brisbane, it was just a whole other level. Like, I remember my first day and I got home and I was so sore. Like, I could barely get into bed. Like, it was just – unbelievable the pain that you're in but yeah I absolutely loved it but I was there for about probably seven or eight months but I was having issues with my knees like the whole eight months I had pain in my knees and I just thought like oh I've just got to work through it I was really naive about like my body like being 17 Mm -hmm. um, I was really young and didn't have the experience to know what was going on with um, my body so I was having pains in my knees I'm thinking this is not normal like I I told my teachers they said you've just got to work through it it's just Mm. your body adjusting to the intensity but I sort of knew there was something wrong the whole time yeah but there was just one day like I was doing this dance move and I sort of it's hard to explain without showing (laughs) but I sort of um like jolted back on my knee and it 
caved in and it dislocated and tore ligaments and um, did all nasty things. (laughs) Yeah, so that sort of was like the turning point where I was like, whoa, like I remember sitting there and I was sitting on the ground, it was dislocated, I'm like looking around like in shock. And then Mm. I remember I raised my hand to like tell the teacher Mm. and I was just sitting there like with my hand up and he's probably thinking, what the hell is going on here? Because my knee was like sitting out. Oh, my God. Yeah, but like when they put it back in, I was sort of like, went home my teacher said you know it's fine like this has happened before and I just thought okay like I'm 17 year old yeah you're naive everything that like someone else tells you yeah so I just went home iced it you know do what you do with normal injury and then the next day I woke up my knee was massive and Mm. I was like wow there's something not right here because I couldn't move it um, ended up going to the physio and he sort of looked at it and I w- he was just like, yeah, you're not going to dance for a really long time. I think you've done some serious internal damage and, mm. yeah, ended up moving back to Bundaberg and sort of got my knee assessed. Um, yeah. Wow. That was How- a big story. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, um, so then when you had to, like, leave Brisbane, did you think, like, your dance career was, like, over or did you kind of still have some sort of hope? Yeah, I definitely sort of had some sort of hope. I think me being naive to the fact that something had happened, mm. that was my hope, like, holding on, like, oh, it's fine, like, I'll work through this. But when I was actually moving back home, I was like, wow, like... This is happening. Yeah, I felt like my dream was sitting there and I was, like, trying to reach for it, but, yeah. Just slowly, like taken yeah away from you but even when I got home to Bundaberg I'm like it'll be fine like I'll be able to go into rehab Mm. like um work my muscles back up to how they were but like we had to start looking at surgery options because it just kept dislocating because my ligaments were so loose and cartilage damage and things like that so that's sort of when I went on the waiting list for surgery because to have private health think about yeah. Stuff like that. I know. Until it happens to you. Then yeah. you're like, what do I do? Yeah. You're like, oh. Yeah. But, like, having private uh, medical cover just wasn't mm. financially possible at that time. So I went on the waiting list, the public waiting list for surgery, and they told me, uh, like, we'll contact you when there's a, a slot to book in. It took me two years nearly on the waiting list. That so insane. Yes, I was in Bundaberg for two years, and that's sort of like a period of my life where it was very um, – unknown I didn't know what I was doing like I Mm. I tried working in retail I tried like ignoring the fact that dance was a part of my life I thought that would be easier yeah um even real estate like I (laughs) I tried a bit of everything um I went back to a dance studio to sort of keep up my fitness and sort of um do some rehab with my knee but it just kept dislocating so it would make me even more depressed yeah at the fact that I couldn't go and enjoy dancing without being in fear that something would happen Mm. um so I sort of just let that go and like tried to follow a very um basic lifestyle where Mm. I would just go to work you know at that age I was starting to drink um hang out with friends and do all the normal things that I never got to do as a a kid mm. um so that was really weird <laughs> <laughs> but Very when you strange. look back on it do you kind of like are you happy that's how things turned out or do you ever go oh, I wish 
that I'd known when I was 17 that something was up with my knees. Yes and no. Yeah. Um, yes, because I would, would still love to be a professional dancer. Yeah. But then no, because I feel like I've definitely um, learned an, a new area of myself that I don't think would have been possible to learn if I was to follow that career. Mm. Um, I've definitely trialled it a lot of different things that I wouldn't have had the time or energy or interest in mm. if I would have followed that path. So, yes and no. Yeah. 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 That's a hard question. <laughs> <laughs> I get you. And in the yeah. end, I'm a firm believer in, like, everything happens for a reason and to have, mm. like, no regrets because also the fact that you were, like, constantly, like, training and obviously so focused mm. that in a way I feel like you never really had the chance to just be a teenager. Yeah, definitely. Like, yeah, I feel like that's definitely a part that I'm not um, sorry about. Like, I'm really mm. glad that I got to experience that, even though it may have been, like, later than some people. Like, I was about, like, 17, 18. Yeah. So I sort of missed out on, like, all the afternoons where kids would hang out after school or, like, have parties on the weekends like I never did that sort of thing as a kid but I sort of got to experience it a bit later mm. in my teenage life so yeah I'm really glad that that yeah. happened yeah because yeah. there's a lot more to life than your dream even though you might be naive to it I know yeah yeah it's it's funny because I was having this conversation with my aunt quite recently and she was like to me, Cynthia, I feel as though sometimes you just need to chill out. Oh, I've been told that so much. <laughs> and she's like, you know, you're probably going to reach where you want and then you're going to look back and be like, I didn't even really have, like, that much time for, like, my family or, like, mm. just to chill out. But then the thing is with me, of course I love chilling out, but then I'm also like my worst critique so I'm always critic so mm -hmm. I'm always like I don't know if if I'm not doing something that's working towards what I want then I start to get really like in my head and mm -hmm. that's when I start to feel really sad and unsatisfied because it feels as though I don't know how to describe it I feel exactly the same yeah like I sort of feel like a bit guilty yeah. in myself when I feel like I'm not moving ahead or progressing in my career. Mm. Like even on the holidays, like now I'm thinking, what can I do to get ahead for next year? Like mm. I should be doing something now. And then really like I'm about to go back to uni and start master's. So I should be just relaxing and yeah, taking enjoying. It easy. Yeah. But it's like how <laughs> <laughs> life is all about balance. Yeah. Honestly, and it's the hardest thing to achieve when you've got such a big dream because it just a dream can like override everything. Mm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. What was like your mental health like when you were in like when you moved back to Bundaberg? Yeah, so at the beginning, when I still like had that sense of hope yeah. that I would be back, like I'd go back to my full time training. Yeah, um, like I was fine then but when I sort of like it hit me that I'd have to wait for surgery that I'd be in a, a place in an area that didn't really have a rich like arts mm. um culture culture and yeah. like there's not many opportunities for dance and I'm thinking I'm going to be here for two years like what am I going to do mm. there's nothing that excites me here um and like when I had to work in retail and I absolutely mm. hated it um I know. <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> was not my forte. Um, so that's when sort of like things went to go downhill. Um, so like definitely like depression in that mm. stage, like having to talk to someone, going on medication, things like that. I, and it's not as if, um, like it was a chemical imbalance, like mm. something that happens to people. Like it was something that was triggered by an event. So yeah. it was a different sort of depression. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm really lucky that I had the support and help like with my family there, but yeah, definitely don't want to go back to that time. <laughs> yeah. And it's really insane because I think, um, last time when we had a chat about this, that we were talking about how obviously like your dream can be this thing that like is a driving force and make you feel so amazing but then it can also seem like the enemy when it feels as though it's like turned on you and you kind of get into that like headspace where you feel as though you know you're not good enough or you're never gonna reach that or you're sitting there and looking at all the things that are wrong or all the reasons why you can't reach that and so it Mm. seems like impossible and sometimes that you kind of wish that you could even right now I wish that I could just be satisfied with just you know getting a full-time job in PR and journalism and then yeah you know working my way up even though I know those career paths would definitely lead to very cool things and Mm. but you know having like Financial stability, moving out of home. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think sometimes it's easier to hate your dream when it, when it gets difficult. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's sort of where a dream is so special because it pushes you so much. Like you have this massive driving force that's pushing you, pushing you, pushing you. Um, so sometimes it's easier to hate it when it gets really difficult, but somehow you're always drawn back to loving it yeah yeah it's like it's a very weird experience especially when you've got such an intense dream mm. so it's not sort of something that's come up overnight it's something that you followed your entire life so yeah yeah mm. the other day I had like some voice lessons because at the moment I'm wor- working on my American accent oh cool <laughs> um and I was saw this guy who I've done quite a few like acting classes with and then we were like talking about me finishing uni and then he was like oh yeah you finish uni how come you're not out there like you know going for full-time jobs what are you doing here and I was like I don't know yeah. <laughs> I'm back like I just I don't know it, it's just something that's like within you yeah and that comes at different stages of people's lives. But but anyways, it just went sidetracked. Um, so, you know, being back in Bundaberg and hanging out with friends and kind of having, like, a very routine sort of life. But then at this stage, did you know, like, the specific date that you're going to have your surgery or you were just waiting it out? Yeah, I was sort of just winging my life at that mm. point. So I didn't have a date. Um, I didn't even know like how it would go after surgery, like if I'd be able to bounce back like really quick, how much rehab I'd need. And like, and at that point, like I was sort of getting a little bit older by then. Like I yeah. would think I was about 19 or 20. Mm. So I was starting to consider other areas to explore for work because I was starting to mm. think like, 
is a performance career, is that going to be stable for me? Am I going to be able to make a career out of this? So I started to have those sense, like sensible thoughts at that age. So I even started to reconsider like what I was going to do after I had my surgery. What were you thinking of doing? Um, So I always had the idea of possibly going into dance teaching. Yeah. Because I sort of started to do that before I had my surgery. So I just, I was teaching at one of the local dance studios there and I was thinking, like, I absolutely love this. Maybe I could, like, take teaching as a career. Mm. But even though I loved it, it was never the same love that I had for performing. It was never the same enjoyment factor that I got from dancing. So yeah, even though I enjoyed it, I was like, is this going to um, – the word is this going to fulfill yeah is this going to fulfill me enough to carry out as a career yeah so I started like looking into ways that I could become qualified teaching like whether that be in a studio or within a school and then I found QUT dance degree Mm -hmm. and I thought okay I'm gonna have to do an audition for this (laughs) I'm gonna have my surgery in April and the auditions were in September so Mm -hmm. I had a few months to sort of like try and get my knee back to a dancing standard, like do some rehab. Um, And I actually ended up filming my audition Mm. from home because I knew if I went to the audition, they would ask me to do things that I wouldn't be able to do. (laughs) So I filmed my audition. There was a list of um, requirements that I had to perform. Mm. um, And I did everything on the side that didn't hurt my knee mm. so I really worked around my knee and filmed it in a way that didn't look like I had an injury wow that's so <laughs> clever it probably wasn't the right thing to do but I just knew that I had to get my career on the way like mm. I really wanted to start this degree and I knew if I went to the actual audition in person I probably wouldn't have got in because I would have looked at my injury and said like it's not safe you didn't be dancing yeah yeah totally yeah. what was it like when you actually got your surgery like right after that yeah that was I was actually excited to get my Mm. surgery if that sounds weird because I knew like this was the next step of course yeah so when I came out of surgery I didn't actually feel any pain like it was was, I think it was the, (laughs) the drugs like when they sort of wore off there was a bit of pain but like when I came home it was fine. Like it was just really weird not to be able to move because you're just bedridden and mm. I was in a wheelchair for a little bit, crutches, things wow. like that. And just being like, I'd go to the dance studio on my crutches and I'd help teach, but I wouldn't be able to get up and help the kids. Like I wouldn't be able mm. to physically do anything. That was really hard. Like I put on a lot of weight at that time because mm. I wasn't able to do anything, which was like a really big deal to me, like as a dancer, because you have to sort of maintain mm-hmm. the perfect body image. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, sort of played on my mind a lot as well and I knew that I wanted to lose that weight before starting uni like I wanted to start fresh yeah 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 that do you ever feel um there's this movie that I watched it's called I can't remember it but it's like a ballet one and it's American center stage yeah Yeah, it's my favorite movie (laughs) but I can't remember the characters names but when I watched that and that girl who was like going through all that like body image Jodie Sawyer yeah (laughs) I know who you mean (laughs) yeah but is that like a real thing within like the dance world in terms of like unrealistic like body pressures being put onto like dancers yeah absolutely like when I was training in full-time that was a massive Mm. massive part of um 
I feel like if my dream wasn't so intense, I would have felt the backlash from that body image a lot more mm. um, because it was like having to sort of announce what you were eating to everyone. Like you, I felt guilty if I had something slightly unhealthy in my lunchbox. Like oh I felt God. really strange at lunchtime, like bringing out my lunchbox. It, it's really strange to explain to people that, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, because I'm like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, but I was really lucky, like, I had supportive family that um, sort of, like, helped me through that because after my full-time training, I felt like I was a little bit um, down on myself for my weight because mm-hmm. I was a little bit bigger than everyone else. Like, I've always been really, like, muscular. My legs have always been solid, but I was definitely bigger than the other girls when I was at full-time training, so that definitely um, brought me down a lot. Mm. Yeah. That's so sad because, well, I obviously don't know a lot about the dance world. Like, I can imagine, obviously, you do have to be toned and whatnot to get lifted up and do all the flips and whatnot. But right now, a lot of what I'm seeing within the media, well, when it comes to, like, fashion, is this whole thing about, like, embracing different, like, body types and whatnot. Mm. Because, like, being healthy and being skinny of two like vastly different things but I have I like I wonder if that will transition into the dance world of not having this like particular idea of what a dancer should be like yeah like I feel like it definitely is slowly starting to transition into the dance world like even going to see performances and you see girls on stage that would have once been seen as bigger Mm. but really they're healthy like they're beautiful but the dance world looks at them and say, oh, you're too big to be on stage. Everyone has to look exactly the same, exactly the same height, exactly the same weight. Mm. So it's really nice to see those girls on stage now. So I think it is slowly transitioning into the ballet world, let's hope so. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Do you feel so like... I was reading this book, um, I forgot the name, it's like, why am I forgetting everything? (laughs) Um, But this guy was basically talking about when he was younger, he wanted to be a musician. And then as he grew up, he kind of like realised how much it took to actually be a musician Mm -hmm. in terms of like booking gigs and then having all your equipment and then just figuring all of this out. And in that moment, he realised that he actually didn't really want that dream, that he wasn't willing to go through all that, like, extra thing. And I yeah. always think that about when it comes to, like, dreams and maybe, like, the craze fear, that if people aren't willing to, like, deal with the negative stuff or, like, the not-so-pretty things, mm. do they truly want that dream? Or is that actually their passion? I don't know. Yeah, like, I feel like when you're like when I was full-time training like a lot of the people that may have thought they wanted that they were quickly sifted out because it was too hard um but I think if you've truly got that passion like no matter how hard it is you'll find a way to make it there Mm. like even if it is in another place that you didn't imagine like you've still made it in your own mind like you've still fulfilled the dream in your own mind but yeah definitely happens to a lot of people I think um when it gets too hard and they're thinking oh like yeah can I do this Mm. (laughs) yeah definitely you see that a lot in the dance world yeah because it is so cutthroat (laughs) (laughs) like even in just the way of like body image that can just ruin some people like it depends what teachers they've had like what sort of training they've had but Mm. yeah definitely um so 
yeah when you auditioned or also when you were in high school your dream was to basically perform and then post you know injury and you've like auditioned for like QT dance and what was it like waiting to see if you got in yeah, I remember, I think it was about a month wait until QTAC send you the email. Oh, that's forever. Yeah, I know, but I remember when I got that, I was so excited because I just thought, like, finally, like, my life started to get back on track. Mm. Like, yeah, that was really exciting. But then it was also, like, how am I going to move there? Like, yeah, because at the time, like, I was living with my boyfriend, so mm-hmm. I met him in Bundaberg sort of when I – started to go through my let's call it my weird stage when I sort of trialed a, a different lot of things like real estate and retail and <laughs> I used to go lifestyle. out and like meet people yeah and I ended up meeting my boyfriend so <laughs> that was one That's positive, a positive. <laughs> yeah so I was living with him and he was working in Bundaberg and he has a dream just like I do except his is for music mm. um he's in a band and he really wanted to pursue his music so we decided to move to Brisbane together and he was going to start his audio engineering degree and I would start my dance degree sort of at the same time so that was a massive shift um going from like a small country town working normal jobs to leaving all that behind mm. without any work in Brisbane and just becoming students both of us so Mm. yeah just seeing what happens yeah that was definitely like the biggest shift in our lives like just going with the flow not being afraid of being broke because we knew that was coming (laughs) for sure so when you got into QUT dance did you have an idea of what you actually wanted from the degree Yes, a little bit. Like I still, even though at that age, like I was 21 when I started my degree, Mm. I still had a sense of hope that maybe, like maybe my knee will recover. Maybe I can perform in some sense, like whether that's not really in a company setting, but sort of, I don't know, just smaller gigs, like performing for smaller um, companies or like just as part-time work. So I still sort of had that hope in my mind, but then like the sensible 21 year old Kate was like okay you're going to start this degree and like you'll get into teaching like you'll work in high schools so mm-hmm. you'll do your masters of teaching afterwards mm-hmm. and you'll become a teacher as a career path so there was like two sides of me that were like sensible and I still really want to perform mm. <laughs> yeah so now that you've like finished yeah QT dance what do you think that you like actually got from it um definitely exposure to a whole other side of the dance industry so sort of like as a dancer I grew up thinking oh okay you're either a teacher or a performer and that's Mm -hmm. the only career pathways you think are possible in the dance industry so um like I was exposed to like choreography um creating movement on other people even though I may not be able to do it myself um I was exposed to like project management so like an internship with Queensland Ballet Mm. um working with the engagement office on their projects um then I was exposed to um we went overseas to East Timor and we worked with the community over there so like a lot of community projects the Dance for Parkinson's Australia organization teaching um people with Parkinson's dance and movement to assist um, with their mobility and their balance um so there's so much that I've learned from my degree that I didn't think was possible or even available in the Mm. dance world um so definitely 
more dreams came from this degree. So I had one dream and it's like it's separated into like 10 mm-hmm. other little dreams. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's <laughs> that's like the hardest thing because like even with me, I'm like, oh, I really want to do, like I would say my main goal is acting. But then, you know, I'm like, oh, I've got, you know, this blog that I'm, like, super passionate about mm. and, like, you know, the podcast and, like, talking to people. Um, and then I'm also like, oh, but I also really love creative, like, directing, like, shoots and just, like, fashion things that mm. I think a lot of the times people get caught up in the idea that you have to do, like, just one thing. Like, I definitely don't think you should do a bajillion thing and be mediocre at it. Mm-hmm. But it's just this thing of, like, how can you put all of these different passions and kind of form your own little thing? I don't know. Yeah, like, they sound like exactly what I was writing. I was doing up a grant last night mm-hmm. and I was just writing about, like, how many different passions I have now and I'm just trying to find, like, a workplace that I can draw all my passions together mm. to create something really unique. Mm. Yeah, but that's just so difficult because... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because you're like, I don't know, like the world tells you that you've got to choose one. Yeah. The society tells you that you've got to choose one and you've got to... Yes, definitely. And it's really hard to balance all those interests because usually they don't fit together. <laughs> like mm. maybe sometimes they will, but... A lot of them don't, so you've got to try and balance your lifestyle around, like, okay, I'm going to teach here on this day. I want to do some choreographic work here, but, like, I need a lot of time. I need a lot of time for my creative process, for my choreography. Mm. But then you've got all these other things you're trying to juggle at the same time. So it is really difficult to have so many passions, but I feel like they do feed into each other. Yeah, yeah. In a certain way, so yes. Yeah. <laughs> you were just, um, before we started this, you were saying how you did, like, your internship at Queensland Ballet. Yeah. And then you got, like, offered a position there. Yeah. Um, but why did you, like, decline it? Yeah, like, I absolutely loved my internship with Queensland Ballet and I feel like I did gain a lot from it. But, like, I am starting my Masters of Teaching this year and it's something that I was, like, tossing and turning, like, should I go on to that? Like, mm-hmm. will it fulfil me? But I decided to go with it um, just because I feel like it's going to – it's definitely sort of something that I can fall back on. Mm. But I feel like – because I would definitely love to do some higher research, like, after university, and I sort of want to feed my research into – Education, So I feel like it's definitely going to grow my practice rather than sort of hinder it mm. or, like, waste time in my career. So, mm. yeah, I ended up going with that. And, yeah, I sort of chose – I don't know why. <laughs> Just sort of like – I was like, I don't think this is the right thing for my career at the time. Yeah. I, I feel think- like I have more lear- – like, more yeah. growing to do before I commit to something. Yeah. Yeah. And I reckon going <laughs> listening to your gut yeah. is like a really big thing because you definitely you have that intuition when you know something feels right mm-hmm. and if it doesn't or if you feel as though you're gonna grow more in like a different division, then you may as well like I don't know, go for it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Definitely. Yeah. I feel like I have a lot more growing to do. And like, I feel like university was the perfect spot for me to grow. Mm. And now I know what sort of direction I'm heading. Mm. Um, so like my dance degree, I sort of look at that as just an area to explore different, different things. But my master's is like honing in on what I really enjoy. Mm. Um, yeah. So maybe one day, <laughs> but yeah, not the right time in my career I don't think yeah. yeah do you feel so you've completely like oh, I don't know what the word is like come to terms or just feel like I don't know what the right word is but just feel like fine with the fact that you're not re- like you're what your 17 year old self wanted to do in terms of being in a company mm. and what you know you're actually going to do that those two things are quite like different like are you I don't know what the word is but like satisfy or like just fine with the fact that your dream changed yeah that's a good question mm-hmm. <laughs> um yes and no once again <laughs> <laughs> like I think a part of me will always want that yeah but it's not possible now so I've sort of had to take that dream rearrange it a little bit and um follow it in a way that's gonna help me grow as a person rather than sort of live in that area around something that's just not real, something Mm -hmm. that will never happen. So I'm sort of using my passion for dance to help other people. Mm. So I like to think of it in a way like it's helping other people find their passions, Mm. if you know what I mean. So dance isn't always a way to just produce like technical ability or like reach like an intended outcome. I like to look at it as a way of movement, inspiring other people like for self-expression and letting that help in their life, whatever that may be. So Mm. I feel like I've taken my dream, rearranged it a little bit, and and now I'm using it in a way that's not only fulfilling me but hopefully fulfilling other people. Mm. Yeah. Do you ever, like, is there ever a voice in your head um, that is kind of, like, tells you that you've given up on your dream or by being, like, obviously growing and maturing and experiences that you kind of, you know, because there's always that, like, thing that goes on in the creative sphere and it's like, yeah. oh, if you don't do acting or oh, if you don't do music, it means that you gave up on your dream. Yeah, like, that was definitely present in my head for many years, that voice. Like, come on, like, you've got to just follow this dream. Like, you've got to at least try to perform. But I don't think it does anymore. Like, I've definitely grown a lot since we even spoke in yeah. last year. I don't even know when that was. <laughs> last year. <laughs> last year, that sounds funny. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, I don't feel like that voice is present anymore. Mm. And I feel like once I finished my dance degree, it's sort of I left that voice there. Yeah, if that makes sense. And wow. now, yeah, um, yeah, it's hard to explain. But I yeah, feel like yeah. because I was exposed to mm-hmm. performing in my degree, I was exposed to because I did drama as a minor. Like I was exposed mm. to acting. Yeah. Yeah, I sort of got to experience those things for what they were um, and just use them in a way that would help my practice in the future rather than thinking like, oh, maybe I can still do this, maybe I can still do that. Mm. So I don't feel guilty anymore. That's so good. (laughs) For not following what my 17-year-old dream was. What advice would you give to people who are, like, struggling or in this space where they're kind of like, damn, I've 
I feel as though something needs to change. Like this isn't working out. Definitely to let yourself be angry with your dream. Like mm. it's easy to be in love with your dream or really pissed off at your dream. So <laughs> let yourself be angry because that's only going to help like flourish your dream even more. Um, and to just say yes to everything. Like, yes, mm. man. Um, definitely just staying open to opportunities mm. and not being afraid of if that will lead you in the right path. Mm. And, yeah, yeah, that's what I would say. <laughs> yeah, because I think that the hardest person usually is, like, yourself in terms of, like, the hardest person on yourself is yourself. <laughs> True. <laughs> and... I don't know. And sometimes it's hard to take a step back, mm. even if, like, you know that you're actively doing things and you're not just, like, sitting and not doing anything, but it's hard to take a step back and just look at, like, the greater sort of, like, picture. And that, like, lately I feel as though um, since last time I saw you, that I was feeling, like, super nervy about, like, finishing uni. And now that we finally finished and I'm and it's kind of, like, has felt, like, crunch time that it's, mm. like, okay, I've always been talking about having these dreams and doing all these things and whatnot, that now it's time to prove to myself that I can do it. But then with that, I also put all this, like, unnecessary, like, pressure on myself to like I don't know what it is like live this I I don't really know what it is but it's just all this pressure and sometimes it's hard to just kind of be like okay like not get caught up in thinking about what the future has installed for me Mm -hmm. and kind of like being right now being like oh I don't really know what's going to happen I don't know how things are going to work out but I do know what I'm doing And just, like, I don't know, like, just maintaining that, like, headspace of just positivity and just trying things and just seeing how it goes and not putting so much pressure on yourself. Yes, definitely. There's a lot of pressure that comes with a dream. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I definitely feel the same. Um, Like, I'm someone that doesn't enjoy taking holidays because I feel like it's going to drop me behind yeah um but like I recently went to Bali for 11 days and I just had the best time of my life and my goal over there was not to think about dance in mm. any way to just enjoy my time and I definitely did enjoy my time and <laughs> I just feel so much better like I feel refreshed coming back to my practice now like I feel mm. like I'm ready for the year mm. um yeah I just feel like having even some time away from your dream for a little bit is always good and not to be afraid that it's going to let you, like, let you down or drop you back in your progression. Yeah. And just having more trust within the universe. Yeah. Or whatever you believe in. I think Mm -hmm. spirituality is, like, a really good thing when it comes to, like, having a dream and just... Yeah. Just, you know, just not getting caught up in the small things. Um, but anyway, yeah, definitely like letting things happen. If the, it's if it's meant to be, like it will yeah, happen. Yeah, I'm definitely a big believer in that. Like, 
I've been disappointed by things that I may not get, like um, opportunities I might not receive that other people will get. And I'm thinking, like, what have I done? Why, why didn't I get that opportunity? But it just wasn't meant for me at that time in my life. Like, just believing in what will happen will happen for a reason. Yeah. Mm. Do you think that, like, coming to that headspace? Do you think it's more just about like? life experience because it's easier to just be like you know don't get caught up in the little things but how to actually implement that yeah definitely life experience like I definitely didn't think like this when I was <laughs> like that 18 19 year old self mm-hmm. I'm only starting to like enter this space and I'm 25 this year so mm-hmm. yeah definitely life experience and finding trust in yourself and confidence that Mm. like you have the drive to work hard for what you want so you will receive the things that you work hard for yeah Yeah. that's so interesting and going back to what you said in terms of like having a dream that it's not just a dream but it's just feeds into all these other things in your Mm. life and especially when it comes to like confidence and just like um self-worth and like feeling feeling grounded that it really does impact the way that you like you know go out there into the world yeah like I feel like if I'm doing well in my practice like with my dream yeah then I'm doing well in life me too yeah (laughs) yeah so I feel like if you're doing one thing a day or even one thing a week that's helping you get ahead Mm. in your career or your your passion or whatever it is, then every other aspect of your life will be smooth sailing. (laughs) Yeah. What would you say, what's the one thing that you would have said to your younger self just after your injury? If you could speak to your younger (laughs) self. (laughs) Just chill out. (laughs) Just like, um, like trust yourself that, you will be able to get back on the right path. Like, yeah, I definitely didn't have any trust or confidence in myself that I would be able to pick myself up and follow my dream and allowing myself to reshape your dream. Mm. You don't have to feel guilty Mm. or unsatisfied about a dream that's been altered Mm. because sometimes it happens for the better. You might not know it at the Mm. time, but... Yeah, yeah. and and that's life, like... Uh, just every single day I'm I'm reminded about how unpredictable life is. I definitely think that we have a lot of power in terms of, like, um, what's going to happen to us, like, or how we react to things. Maybe that's more what I think power. Like, we can obviously have something really shitty happen to us that we don't really expect, but the way that you react to that thing is how you have power. You can kind of look at a situation and be like, oh, I'm doomed, like nothing's going to happen. Or you can look at the situation and be like, this really shitty thing's happened. What can I learn from it? How am I going to like progress and mm. I don't know, just see what happens? Yeah, definitely like finding perspective of every situation and I feel like that also comes with life experience like I feel like my perspective was shift a lot after traveling overseas to East Timor to do the community project Mm. I definitely came back with a new mindset and even my dream shifted again Mm. yeah so definitely life experiences experiencing different cultures Mm. and yeah yeah that's so weird that I literally I can't remember when we 
Yeah, I think it was November. November? I think. Yeah, yeah, but it feels as though it's been like forever. Yeah, like so much has happened. I know. And just been like, yep. I don't know. <laughs> um, but just quickly finishing up. So what would you say your dream is right now? Um, right now, it'll probably be shifted again next week. <laughs> <laughs> but right now, um, it would be to complete my master's. Yeah continue community projects because I love working with the community, mm. uh, whether that be um, like Dance for Parkinson's. Mm. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, working with schools, um, di- disadvantaged children, anything like that, working with the community, um, and also continuing my choreographic practice, so feeding my performance, my love for performance into yeah. something that makes me feel good about myself mm. and I'm able to see my product on someone else yeah, yeah. rather than me performing it. So yeah. finding a way to balance those things mm-hmm. is the ultimate goal. Yeah. How are you yeah. going to maintain, because with doing the Masters in Teaching, which doesn't have anything to do with dance, how will you, like, maintain your dancing whilst you're, like, at uni? Yeah, that's definitely been a big thing on my mind mm. this year. I, like, I've just applied for a grant for something that, will um work towards like my dancing practice so i'm hoping to find something that will feed into my masters of teaching because i'm really aware that it will be hard in terms of not moving my body and doing what i love but just finding something that can complement it Mm. yeah while i work through it because i know it's definitely something i want to have under my belt so yeah 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 balance it all comes back to balance balance is the word (laughs) and in the end you know Whatever happens will happen, but it's about the way that you react to that thing. Yeah. Which is the biggest thing. And I love to finish off with asking all of my guests um, a series of just the same questions. I should know these off by heart, but I don't. (laughs) Um, Okay. So who has influenced you the most in your life? There's definitely a lot of people. It's really hard to choose one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Probably a great one would be one of my lecturers, actually the lecturer that was speaking to me when you met me. Oh, my God. Should we tell people what the com- – I we forgot to – we kept talking about this conversation but didn't even tell people what the – conversation was seeing as you were the one in the conversation what was the conversation about so it was about finding balance <laughs> that it was about balancing it <laughs> um so it was about my masters of teaching or if i should pursue masters like philosophy based practice um so it was about making the, the decision between those two things and i just feel like she has a really good outlook and she knows me really well mm. after three years and she has confidence and trust in me and she always gave me the time of day to sort of help me find what I was wanting out of the dance industry. So, mm. yeah, definitely my lecturers at QUT, um, my boyfriend, he always keeps me level-headed mm. because, um, like, he's in arts, in the arts as well with his music. So yeah. he just has a really good outlook on because we both have that same issue with hating our dream, loving our dream. Yeah. So we sort of help each other balance yeah. um, that love-hate relationship between mm. our passions. So, yeah, and, of course, my family. Yeah. I think that it's such a beautiful thing to have people around you who, like, believe in you, even mm. though I definitely think that belief should come within always. But just sometimes it can be 
like you can be so hard on yourself and you know get so caught up and be like no this isn't gonna happen this doesn't even sound right this isn't even that great Mm. but to just have those people who you know it's coming from a place of love and like being genuine who just are able to feed you like positivity is like really beautiful absolutely um living or dead who would you invite to dinner (laughs) um this one's another good one um probably wayne mcgregor so he's a choreographer for the royal ballet Mm. um and i just absolutely love 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 his work and i i've actually done a master class with him when he did the australian tour with the royal ballet oh, in wow. brisbane mm-hmm. and that was just the most amazing like hour of my life and he's <laughs> the most genuine person like i remember he shook my hand he looked me like straight in the oh, eyes eye contact is the best thing ever yeah and he oh. just he had time for everyone in that mm-hmm. class which is so strange for someone at, of that caliber to mm appreciate everyone's presence so Mm. yeah i just think he's incredible and what he makes on those dances is wow yeah amazing um what meal like if you had one day to live what meal would you eat (laughs) (laughs) um that's hard like it's not a meal but just coffee (laughs) And I really like popcorn. Like, just a good coffee and popcorn. It's so random. It's really random. Every time I go to the movies, I get a cappuccino and popcorn, and it's the best day. So, probably just some popcorn and a coffee. You do you. What's the best advice you've ever received? It's probably just my inner thoughts, to be honest. Mm. Um, Like, I remember just thinking, like, when I started my degree, and I'm thinking... I don't know. <laughs> I can't even think, like, or like yeah. formulate it into words. Yeah, it's like in my head it makes so much sense, and I try and say it, and it just doesn't make any sense. But definitely, just trusting my inner voice and following, having confidence and trust in what I'm thinking mm. and what I'm saying. So, yeah, probably my inner thoughts and all my lecturers have given me really great advice. And, like, have sort of, like, bridged that gap between, like, industry and study. Yeah. So all the advice they've given me to sort of find that connection while I was at university. So it's so much easier when you're outside of university to sort of yeah. contact ind- industry professionals and, yeah. Balance it out. Um, and lastly, if you could spread one message to the world slash our listeners, what would it be? Balance. <laughs> To find balance. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely balancing, like, your passions, your health, your relationships, and not letting your dream take over those things because even though you may feel in power when that's all you're doing, it's going to affect those other areas of your life later down the track and you're going to need to try and rebalance them eventually. So definitely maintaining a balance in your mm. life is really important. I agree. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, thank you so much, Kate, um, okay. for coming on, having a chat. I'm so happy that the aircon came yeah, on. Yeah, I feel oh. so much better. My gosh. And now we've got to go back outside and it's going to be so hot. Brisbane. Oh, my gosh. Anyways, guys, thanks for listening and I'll catch you another time. Bye. Thank you for listening to Taylor. To explore more Taylor things, visit the blog at taylor.me. You'll find further articles, 
visuals, and a space to think, learn, and grow. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 